This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. for this podcast because I yelled at the top of my lungs with the gene hit, with the Sosa slide, with all of it. It is the most intense, exciting sports watching experience I have had since the Super Bowl, Jack. Like, without a doubt, nothing has been closed. Sixers playoff games, Eagles playoff games, none of it matches this. And this is the first game of the first round. Baseball playoffs are the best, dude. And we finally got to feel it again today. Like... The intensity, the hanging. I did not miss a single pitch of this game. I freaking made Emily go pick Zoe up at, at work. I made Emily go out and walk the dog. I made Emily watch Zoe the entire game. Like, I was like, I'm, I, I just, this is it. And it lived up to all of it. And we're actually, you and me definitely were texting, thinking, you know, we were going to be doing a, a bummer of a pod. And it couldn't be further from that, man. Like, I, I, I'm like, I'm shaking right now, Jack. I'm honestly shaking. I, I Let me, one more thing. Like, honestly, we talked so much about how it was like, I can't believe they're back in. The feeling is so amazing. I felt it even more as soon as the game started and throughout the game because you don't forget what playoff baseball intensity is, but you kind of forget what it is when it's your team and it's been 11 years and there is literally nothing like it in sports. Jack Fritz, what up, buddy? Dude, I gave myself a headache. Like, I gave myself, I, I think I created a fever. I don't know. I was so locked in, so nervous. And I got to be honest, like, I, I was starting to map out, like, the whole, you want to know how much of a loser I am, is that I started mapping out, like, listen, all right, listen, Helsley pitched, uh, like, 30 pitches. They went through Gallegos. Like, they, they used Oh, for tomorrow. Their- you were already looking yeah. at it tomorrow. I get yeah, it. I yeah, like, yeah, I was like, okay, well, then. Well, what, you, you know, definitely, I- in, our, in our text uh, exchanges, you know, you were definitely the one of us who was really dour. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, that freaking ninth inning, I haven't, like, I haven't felt something like that. You said yes! since the Super Bowl, and, like, I agree with you. But from a Phillies perspective, oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. the 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 Howard Homer off Loesch, yeah. Um, the obviously the how they know hitter. Honestly, it's a how they know hitter. I was Jack. I was thinking about this exact thing. Like, like obviously, like oh nine, you had those moments, and obviously getting the World Series and all that. But like, and obviously oh eight is packed with them, like we always talk about. But I honestly think the last time we had a high as Phillies fans, a a moment, a a magical thing as Phillies fans that was like the ninth inning today was the holiday no-hitter. That's it. James, I mean this very seriously. This is not <laughs> this is not meant to be taken. I'm shaking, dude. I'm like dude, shaking right now. Oof. Honestly, that ninth inning made this a last eleven years worth it. Mm. It really did. Like yeah. waiting forever and that being our first game back. And <laughs> it's such a great point, dude. dude it's it's great, like, and Gene to get the hit. Gene, to get, of all people to come through in that moment, the guy who waited as long as we did. Like, come on, man. His whole career was he started in 2012. He waited with us, even if he wasn't with us the whole time. I know. And, like, 
I, it, ju- it just it, it felt like the city was hanging on the edge of their seats. And when people say baseball's boring, I'm like, sure, but wait till the postseason. <laughs> and there is just no freaking way that you're sitting there in the ninth inning. Gene does that. They come home. They make it three two. Arenado, what happened, buddy? No, what happened? Buddy. What happened, Nolan? Oh, and by the way, Yachty, cute little tactics in the ninth inning to try to extend that game and get uh, a get a reliever yeah. in there. Absolutely cute. Hate to see something like that backfire to an all-time legend. Hate oh, oh, real to quick, see that happen. That, Jack, real quick, because honestly, the fact that it's five minutes into this podcast or whatever, and we haven't done this, speaking of all-time, right? Can we talk about all-time? How about the all-time Best fans in the world filing out of the ballpark in the top losers. of the ninth inning. Yeah. You are losers. Absolute losers. You are front runners. You don't know what real baseball pain is. We've seen real baseball yeah. pain. Yep. That was You're incredible. Right, does that that game makes up for game five in 2011? It does. That that game is <laughs> avenged. So to the day. It's You're right. You're right. The synchronicity. We talked about it going in, but you're right. Like that's that's what that was. That was like the exercising the demons of that day, especially for it to be like the same game until then. Right. It's like the exact script. Obviously, they had one more run and the starting pitchers didn't go quite as long, but like it's the same script. And then for the Phillies to literally flip the script is unreal, dude. The Phillies never win that game. Like yeah. the Phillies are, I have sat here for the last 10 postseasons and watched other teams do that. Like, like, <laughs> what like, a great line, Jack. Oh my well, think God, about it. Like the, line, the, the Royals in 2014 yes. when they yes. came back or 2015, the, uh, the Nationals last year doing that stuff, oh my the God. Nationals against the Brewers with, uh, Trent Grisham in right field. Like oh, yeah. we have spent the last 10 years being robbed of that. We have been robbed of that feeling. And God, it's just, it's so nice to be back. And they did it. They were the ones that did it. We don't have to, listen, I mean, obviously one of the worst broadcasters of all time. But oh like, my God, what a disaster. Like, dude, the Fransky calls, I don't, I, I, it was, they were ridiculous. He, he's the best. He, he's, they're all the way back. Like, the Fransky calls are incredible. And it's just, we've waited. And we've waited, and we've been dying. And the first eight freaking innings were excruciating, and I was pacing around my house. And, uh, like, Wheeler was unbelievable. Uh, Nolan Arenado hit a ball that I swore was, like, eight rows deep. Oh, uh, that was the longest non-home run I've ever – I mean, the most sure – like, the wind the wind literally stopped it in its tracks. Like, everyone in the stadium, Arenado and the announcers were all like, well, that's gone. And and then Juan Yepes comes off the bench, and it's who? Jose. Al- who Jack? I know, and it's Jose Alvarado who gives it up. Who's that loud? Like one earned run since July. Yeah, and it's and like, no homers since what was uh, it June or whatever this out was. Uh, and then that ninth inning, it it like we're gonna we're gonna talk about that ninth inning for a while, and we're gonna talk about little baseball moments that add up. I listened to your like eight minute montage of the greatest Phillies highlights oh, of all time today on the midday show. And yeah, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I started weeping at the end or started tearing. I up did too, dude. I welled up completely. And I honestly think it might be the best thing I've ever been a part of in, in sports. Like that thing is magical. And, and now you're going to add the ninth inning to that. Yeah, the the, the Gene single. 
Um, the, the Sosa slide, man. Sosa slide. I, I can't wait to hear the Franski call of the Sosa slide. Like, well, and and shout out to Topper in that in that move, dude. Big time pinch running for both. You want to talk about shout out to Topper? Like Topper managed the pants off Marmol today. Like Marmol played such a big role in the Cardinals losing the game. The decision to move on from Quintana when he did. The decision to bring Helsley in for his five outs or trying to get five outs. Like all the decisions along the way made no sense. And you can quibble with the Wheeler thing. I want to get into that a little later. Like, but for the most part, like Topper nailed it today. And that Sosa decision was massive. Yeah, because it allows um, Boom doesn't now, score oh, there. There's a zero percent chance Boom scores there. A zero percent chance. The the one part and 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 again, the one part that I was thinking in my head was like, Okay, fine, but if this is a tie game or you go up and, and I would want Sosa in there for his defense anyway, but I would obviously rather have Bones Bones bat in the lineup. But that's a ballsy decision and he went yep. for the kill. I mean he went for the kill and, and that's what he does and that's what he's continued to do. Um, Especially when it was the the fourth run and not the third run. Like the runner on second, if that's Boehm, it's such an obvious decision. But for that extra run, like that's not as obvious a decision. And it mattered so much because if Sosa doesn't score there, like who knows if the momentum of the inning carries them on to six runs. And look, they scored a run in the bottom of the ninth off Eflin. Like we could easily see if it's a two-run lead there or a one-run lead there. It's a very different potentially situation. So that was like a really, really big thing, Jack. Yeah, and again, that's just trusting your guys, and it is nice having Edmundo Sosa back. You know, yeah, I, I like that guy is. a lot. I think he, I think he brings a good energy energy to this ball I'm club. I'm so with you, dude. And honestly, James, like my my biggest takeaway, other than the comeback and the win, well, it's, I mean, it's all in one, but um, <laughs> that that is the takeaway. Yeah, it is the takeaway. Yeah. But like, that's one of those wins where it's like you start getting little team of destiny. Like, yeah. a, a little. Yeah, that's like, a, a to, to put it in yours and neighbor Dan's terms, that's a video yearbook game right there. Like, a real video yearbook, not a the sad ones that the two of you have watched. I mean, that's the saddest thing that happened. Of all the things that have happened, of all the games we watch and all that, you and, and neighbor Dan and whoever else is, is as sicko as you two, and I have not met anyone else yet, but I'm sure there are a few others, not many. But you guys watching like the 2013 video yearbook and the 2015 video yearbook and like these just horrific like time capsules, like probably the saddest thing that happened over the 11 years, Jack. Well, I watched the 08 one this morning. So I was See, in there. That's a totally different I thing. I was in good spirits. But you um, guys were watching those, you know? But, but, I was, but like to finish up on the point, it's that like them coming back and winning that game. Like, again, this is the first time all of these guys have been in a big game besides, like, Schwarber. You know, like, Wheeler's never done it before. Alvarado's never done it before. Robertson's done it, so Robertson's included. Um, but then you get to the offense. Schwarber, been there. Hoskins, never been there. JT, never been there. Bryce, never really been there. Boehm, never been there. Castellanos, never been there. Like, Gene, obviously, never being there. Stoddard, like, up and down the lineup, Veerling or Marsh. Like, but them able to do that, it just creates such a mentality in the back of your head of like, we're not dead yet. We're not totally. dead yet. And that is so, that cannot be understated enough after this win. Like it cannot be talked about enough just what that does when it comes to belief and, and, and believing in yourself for guys who haven't done it before. And you have that little naiveness in the back of your head. Like we can come back, we can come back, we can come back. And it was so refreshing, James. It was so refreshing because for the first eight innings, I was like, 
guys, the wind is blowing in. You're not hitting a homer today. Yeah. Like, I know I know Juan Yepes did whatever, but you got to put the ball in play. You got to find gaps. You got to think line drive. And they did it. They did it. Um, now, boom, you know, he got hit. So obviously that helped. And the pitch. Yeah, Elsie helped. But, but credit, right? Like, you're absolutely right about that, Jack. And, you know, it's, you're, it's a really interesting point about the, they almost like don't know what they don't know. And they almost don't know, especially like we talked about, like all that pressure going into the playoffs, like breaking that, that drought. I did think take, took a lot off them. And, and they were the looser team today. Like, I know for, for eight innings, it seemed like they were super tight and whatever, but like they were the team that when the pressure was the tightest, when it mattered the most, they're the ones who got hits and took pitches and made smart decisions and did great base running. That, like, ultimately when the game was on the line, the Phillies put up six runs, man. And yes, the Cardinals helped and all that, but, like, t- the Phillies absolutely deserve credit. And and to shout neighbor Dan again, it's funny, he just texted me. He said uh, that he wants me to ask you if you thought the Phillies' chances of coming back in the ninth were infinitesimal. And it's funny because it really did feel like that, right, to every single Phillies fan. And, Jack, real quick, before we move on with credit, um, because, like, come on, we're super deep in the pod considering that we have not credited uh, one of the two of us yet. So I just want to say, you know, in light of my Nightingale article and all that, I just want to read you something that um, never left the drafts, but with one out in the ninth, this tweet was composed by yours truly. Just a disastrous showing from the bats, especially the top of the lineup. They are absolutely the reason we lost. Have to be better tomorrow or it's over. Fingers crossed, LOL. Go Phils. Ever since that tweet, the Phillies scored six runs, Jack, and won the baseball game. So, like, I'm not, like, going to say that's why, but I just want to, you know, with the Nightingale article we talked about a lot, I just want to get that out there. Well, good job not pressing send on that. Um, <laughs> I know. Well, it was just and, one and I was just prepared. The funny thing is, is I've had, and I never do it anymore, but in the past, like years in the past, I've had real bad luck with like getting ready to open, not even tweet something, but open Twitter to tweet something about a win, especially because, as you know, I'm always behind everybody. So I'm always like kind of like itching to not be too far behind. And I've had disastrous luck. Whenever I go to tweet like, oh, great win or whatever, they always screw it up in the past. So I've like stopped doing it. So today I was like, eh, they're losing. You know, no harm. May as well just get it ready. Just saying. Yeah, well, and I learned my mistake, too, uh, because when they went up 6-2, I started, like, aggressive. I started, like, thinking of things I wanted to tweet. Like, I wanted to tweet about Yachty being a fraud for, uh, you know, trying to stall there, and that's exactly what they deserve. And then I was like, you know what? But then they're going to turn around and say, no, that's exactly what you deserve. Um, <laughs> and it was a nice little reminder. You know, Zach Eflin allowing that run in the ninth is a nice little reminder of, like, don't do that. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't fully, you know, dive in and believe. Uh, but you know, they did it, buddy. They, they did, did it. it, man. And again, like I know we talked about the top, but I, I was just opening my notes because I was like, all right, let's like talk. You know, let's get into the stuff we took notes and not just pure emotion. But I just when I look at my notes and I see the top thing, it was what I wrote at the beginning of the game, like as you know, first inning stuff. And it's just like excitement and nerves. And it, and it's that thing that I said before about how like the 11 years felt even longer once the game started, Jack. Like I didn't think it could feel longer than it did living it and then finally clinching and that weight being off. And like we all said, the town was right back in. I think we all felt it. Like we all just needed them to officially get back in the playoffs for everyone to be like, oh, thank God. We could be excited about the Phillies again. And it felt so long. The 11 years felt so long when that happened. 
I felt it so much more once the game started, Jack, because like I didn't forget what playoff baseball was like, but it I almost forgot what it was like to watch my team in the playoffs and and to hang on every pitch to that level and to literally again not miss a pitch. Like I was like I I I wouldn't go to I held my pee for a for a commercial break because I was texting someone during commercial break and I was like, oh crap, I wanted to pee. Guess I gotta wait till next commercial. Like there was just no messing around. Like and and it was just so like beautiful, like really beautiful as a sports fan to feel that, especially Jack, after all that we've suffered through and the amount of, I almost cursed, bleepy baseball we have watched over the last 11 years. Like it was a real validation of it all today, man. Like throughout the whole game, like the bottom of the six, like even before the ninth, like when it was zero, zero, like I really felt at the bottom of the six when they got out of that, the double play to pools, that pools moment when pools comes up with the, you know, with first and second, and no outs, and like that place is ready to lose their minds, and then they get the double play, and they get the out after, and it was just like, you know, like that felt so special to me. It was the most intense sports feeling I had felt in such a long time, and then to be able to like go through the roller coaster of going down two nothing, and then coming back and winning it, like unreal. All right, I want to get to a couple decisions because you know we both like Wheeler was great. You know, playoff Wheeler was was exactly what we hoped he would be. Where did you stand in the moment on the the Alvarado decision, the Wheeler decision? Because I do think that if they go on to lose that game, that's probably one of the major talking points. And I do think it's like a lot on both sides where a lot of people thought you shouldn't take Wheeler out. A lot of people were totally fine with it. And personally, I'll just tell you, I I was fine with the decision. I I wouldn't have done it. Like in the moment, I'm like, ah, I think I'd let Wheeler battle through this. But Alvarado's been amazing. Like I can't quibble with it. Where were you in the moment? This is something, you know, obviously you usually have a really good feel for. Where were you at in the moment with that decision? I would have let Wheeler uh, finish yeah. the inning. Yeah, like, me too. I, I was texting people. I said I would give him one more batter. You know, if he gets on, then you pull him. But if he's rolling, he's rolling. And I, I honestly think I think getting out of the six and the pool holes thing was like, okay, I'm good. I'm locked in. Like, you could trust me. And I would have – and this isn't revisionist history. Like, that's how I felt at the time. Like – um. I, I would have left him out there, especially because, um, like, Carlson. So, bringing in a lefty, like, you flip Carlson around, but he's better from the right side. So, it's like, well, I don't like that. Um, and I just – I trust him against against Dickerson. I know like, he was obviously going to pinch hit Juan Yepes or someone for, for Dickerson. Someone, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I would have I I left him in there, personally. Um you know, and it, it's fine because it worked out. But then I was thinking more like it seems like an early spot to use Alvarado because I was thinking about we thinking we about both it. talked about wanting him to be the closer or him and Eflin to be the eighth, ninth or whatever. I'm right there with you. Yeah, but, so but also to be fair, maybe if he had gotten those outs quickly, he might have come out for the for the eighth, knowing Thompson with Alvarado. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have. Uh, I was just thinking like it feels early. I would like him later in the inning or later in the game for, for hopefully, you know, hopefully bigger outs. Totally. Uh, but at the same time, like Juan Yepes got a cutter that was right down the middle of the plate and Jose Alvarado made his first mistake in uh, three months, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like it's, it's going to happen. Um, it was honestly the, the, the thing that was frustrating to me from that standpoint was, you know, I, the at bats were frustrating 
you know, heading into the ninth, one through five, we're zero for fifteen. Ah, uh, it was exact. I mean, the whole. Let's be honest. The whole again. That's why I wrote that tweet, and you know, yeah, obviously it, it changed. But like, if they lose this game, like we might talk a little bit about the decision leave Wheeler in, but we're really talking about the offense coming up completely small, and especially the big guys who matter. We're talking about Schwarber. We're talking about Harper, who you know that walk was big, but it was also you know more on Hell's Day, I would say, than anyone. But you know, Harper did not look great today. And I think that was pretty clear. You know, there were, uh, that was, that was something that was funny. I was thinking about earlier when you're talking and it's funny in a little inside baseball with the pod, uh, you know, I, I make notes before, but I'm really bad at like doing notes as we talk. Cause I really like focus on what you're saying and I try and be really locked in and it's like, nice Miller light. Um, by the way, shout out to Miller light, the most yeah. important Miller lights for Phil's wins. Uh, we love you, Miller light. Uh, and tweet it out. I, yeah. And they won in Bush stadium. So, Oh you know, yeah, buddy. Proving score, who, who, who matters the most here. Score you know one saying? for score one for no. Uh, that, yeah. The score one for Miller light. So whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, so I'm on, uh, well, th- you know, what's funny, uh, uh, is that through the beginning of the game, I was like, Oh, I had some beers. Like I, you know, they're light beers. So I was fine. Um, like the buzz was completely gone by the ninth. Like, as, as oh, they it's so going- intense. It's like sobering. It's sobering. It's, sobering, You're, it's such dude. a good way to put it, dude. So funny. Uh, so the inside baseball thing is is sometimes as Jack is talking or the pot, I don't take notes, and there'll be things I really want to say, and then by the time I, I you know, I'm, I'm speaking, there's something he just said that I'm locked in on, and I, and I respond, and I forget about. It, but I, I'm happy about that because it reminds me, like, it's so funny because watching this game today and it played out that way. And honestly, if you look back at the season, like. I felt so much more comfortable in the big moments in any moment with the boom bottom of the lineup, like from boom yep. down up in big veerling style, like those guys up in big and those guys had the best at bats all day. And it's funny because we played obviously played that ultimate montage, which is amazing, but we also played a ton of of uh I put together a montage of the season that we played when they clinched and we played a bunch of ads today. And it's so funny because if you think about like the biggest moments of the season, it's not. And it's Veerling, and it's Boom, and it's the kids. You know, it really is wild how, you know, that carried over today. And the guys who had the best at-bats, the guys who seemed the most confident in in a playoff game, were those guys at the bottom of the lineup, really, six through nine. Yeah, and Gene. I guess I, I'm— Well, I said that's why he's part of it. I mean, I, I know, know he's not so, a new guy, but I was saying, like, from Boom to the bottom, like, six through nine was the, the key part of the lineup today. Well, I would just like to say that I, I think it's time to put Gene in the Phillies' daycare, you know? Like Love it's, it. He's got he's, that attitude. He's like a, yeah. a kid at heart, you know? He's a part of those guys. And, like, him and Stott have clearly have something. Uh, he, I think, he, like, you could argue he, he's the guy who changed Bryson Stott's season and, and career. Who knows, you know? Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm making Gene an honorary member of Love the, of the, of the That's of an the official high ups position now. Yeah, because you're right. I actually had the same thing written down in my notes. I was like, I would much rather have Bohm, Veerling, Zagora, Stott up than, uh, you know, the one through five, um, which is a shocking place to be at. Now, thankfully, to their credit, they really buckled down the ninth. Like, yep. they had some good at bats. Like, even Castellanos, like, you and know. Cassiano's hit the ball hard. Like that line out to third was tough. It was just to add somebody. He he wasn't as horrible yeah. as I expected. He, he still he still is doing that annoying. Look, like, it's, look, it's, a, it's like I'm <laughs> trying to friggin' you know find something here. All right, I'm no, I it. know, but but honestly, like when you're talking about the daycare, you know, Bohm probably had the best game today besides yeah. Gene in the ninth. Yeah. Like some really solid defensive plays. Uh, he had the big <laughs> double. But honestly, like to me, the the. Bone getting that double and then Gene getting him over. I know they didn't score there, but I was like, yes, winning baseball. Schwarber, 
having that sack fly in the ninth. Like mm-hmm. that's winning baseball stuff. Gene going the other way in the ninth. So like, so 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 getting home on that play yeah, and that like, that the slide to the outside of the bag. Like that's all like smart baseball. Oh, and by the way, another one that we forgot to mention in the sequencing of things because it was just a you know down two nothing, but a clean inning. Like. David Robertson, like, that's why he brought that guy here, to come in a spot like that where a game could fall away. And he comes in, and, and uh, dude has been in a lot of big games in his life, and, and gets you through an inning where, you know, things could spiral there. Like, that was a really big inning that, that obviously we haven't even mentioned. Like, he deserves credit for going out and, and taking that inning down. I thought the Phils played a better baseball game than the Cardinals today. And then one of the narratives heading into the series was like, listen, the Cardinals don't play bad defense. They're not going to hurt themselves. Yeah. And whatever, like, uh, I thought the Phillies played a more solid brand of baseball today that, you know, if, if Yepes doesn't hit that home run, I mean, those guys also can't totally. hit either. Totally. Um, so. and, to, and, and again, Topper, like, managed circles around Marmol in the hole. Like, you know, you can quibble with the Wheeler decision one way or the other, but it wasn't a disaster. And the Sosa move, the the decisions he kept making throughout the game, like Topper well, really Marsh did. Well, coming in for Veeling. Yep, like Topper really, and and the steady hand throughout it all, like really nice job by Topper. Really nice. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> dude, I can't believe they won that game. Like, dude, I, we all I, I thought said, they weren't going to. Like, I, nah. I don't care what anyone says. Like, there's no Phillies fan alive who, maybe before the ninth, but once it got to the top of the ninth, and especially with one out, there's not a single person who thought they were going to win. And I just feel like that's one of those games where, um, you know, I, I, obviously we know that Phillies baseball has been dead or hurting for a while. Um, and it's just like it, that had such a feeling of the heyday. Yeah. Like what was – so I think that's probably their biggest – I, I don't think I'm missing. Oh, I here. texted Jody Camera. The, the Phillies have never scored six runs in the ninth inning. Going no, I down know. Right I know, but yeah, biggest, no. that's the, the Gene single is the biggest hit on the road since Howard's double against Houston. Oh, Shooting that's a great one. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think it has to be, you know, unless, you know, yeah, without a doubt it is. Yeah. No, you're right. It is the the big road road moments. I'm thinking on the top of my head here, the Howard double, the stairs, yeah. Homer, the Victorino Homer, um yeah like the, the victory no, the, real quick just that like the stairs homer doesn't happen without the victory no homer there's a big to camera thing since i just mentioned him but he's right like people are like we don't everyone remembers into the night no one remembers the shane homer and it was arguably more important yeah it's like the earth's fourth down on the super bowl it's a great know? call what a great uh, call dude yeah so so it's it's one of those moments that's like you think about the heyday a lot of their great moments happened at home a lot of the moments that we talk about we we uh, you know, idolize around here happen at home. And that was a, that's a road win. And listen, I know it's baseball heaven. Oh, oh, put this on a postcard, Alex. Um, <laughs> I know it's baseball heaven, but that crowd to their credit was really, really loud. They were great, dude. So until they left, I have in my notes, I was like, credit were due. They are so annoying, but that crowd was into every pitch of that game. And being able to shut them up is Big so time. Make glorious. them leave. Make them look like fools on national television. They left in the ninth, Jack, against a team that just put up six in the ninth. Like, how do you know your team can't come back and score? Like, you just saw a team that was down 2 nothing do it, and you're like, well, see ya. Like, it's crazy. In a playoff game. James, how – I need to ask you a very serious question. Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Please, yes. yes. How sad do you think Cardinals fans are right oh now? Oh my God, that was a that was a Jack. That was a all time gut punch loss for them. 
It was an again. They were. They, did you see the stat they flashed in? Like it was so funny because like usually I feel like we're watching broadcasts. I'm like, don't don't say that. Don't do that. They kept doing stuff that was like I can't remember. Uh, Rodriguez uh, uh, jinxed Halsey at one point. I don't remember what he said, but it was great. And then they sh- put up that stat where it's like the Cardinals are 93 and 0 when leading by two runs or more in the ninth inning. It's like. Thank you. Yes, more of that stuff. Like it felt like for once, like the 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 gods, the sports gods, were on our side, Jack. I know, I know, well, and, and it never happens to us. By the way, I just want I want everyone. I want if you're listening to the iHost podcast for the first time and you haven't paid attention to Phil's baseball, you weren't really a, a, a around for the run. That never happens. It's a great. I'm just telling you that never happens. A the total Phillies, anomaly in my entire life. That happens in the regular season, sure. That win right there never happens in the postseason, especially with this team. You know, uh, the new iteration of the Phils. Um, that just it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm so with you, and it is pretty crazy too. To your point about the just the road win from the Phillies perspective and the big road moments there, but also the Cardinals were 53 and 28 at home this year Jack they were four they were under 500 team on the road they were 40 and 41 but at home they were 53 and 28 like that was something that we didn't really talk about a ton going in but I didn't even notice it but they were a dominant home baseball team this year and the Phillies went in there and and de-pants them in the in the big moment and um let's throw some more credit around because you mentioned it before Alec Bone with the defense and like man like he had the biggest defensive play of the day with that double play turn obviously had the prettiest defensive play of the day for a Philly with that you know Jeter-esque dive into the stands catch but like let's throw a little credit to to some we talk a lot about Topper and the credit he deserves we talk a lot about Kevin Long and and caught them like Bobby Dickerson man like what he has done with Bohm and how he's helped him get to this point, and I'm sure he has been involved because, you know, you know everyone's like he's a legend. Like, Stott has gotten so much better this season. Like, amazing job by Bobby. Shout out to Bobby Dickerson, Jack. 100%. I mean, like, even like Reese is still pretty much a butcher, but he's but made he's some been better But he's been better. Plays. Better. And, and Gene is, is really good at second. And Stott, listen, Stott is a rookie playing shortstop in a playoff series. Yeah. Like, that's. And had great at bats a high, high pressure situation. Um, and those guys didn't flinch like Stott and Bohm didn't flinch all afternoon. And, um, you know, it's just, it's obviously something that can be fixed. <laughs> it's wild, man. Well, it's something that can be it's fixed wild, late in games. Dude. Like this feels yeah. so different from all the podcasts we've ever recorded. Like well, we always honestly, talk about not having young players. We always talk about, you know, blowing it in big spots and this and that. Like it just feels, it feels so different right now in the best way, Jack. It does, and um, it's one of those. Again, it, it's one of those games that I just think that this. It's like today was the day for everyone that was like, ah, I don't really know these guys. You know, they didn't come through our system. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Like that's like one of those wins where you say these are our guys. You know, and we can kind of you know wipe away what they have done the last couple of years, and and they get a clean slate heading into this postseason series. And they're one win away, James. Like, like they're one win away from a Games postseason CBP, game. Jack. Games at uh, CBP, Jack. Games buddy. I know. And the good part is, James, is the Phillies. Like they worked the they worked a lot of the Cardinals' top bullpen options. I assume that Gallegos is going to be good for tomorrow. Um, it looks like Helsley has a uh, 
he's getting an X-ray on his finger, so they might not be able I mean, to use him. There's no way he's pitching tomorrow. And uh, honestly, I hope Either he does. Way, yeah, yeah, I hope he does. 100% and not Jordan Hicks, like whether he does or does, I mean, I was going to say this to you, and I may as well throw it in now because we're talking about them. Is there if you're just the average person and they're like, all right, you get to face a major league pitcher. Is there anyone you want to face less? Like that guy has no idea where the 102 is going. None. 100%. So, and he's just coming back from injury, so I'd assume that they probably don't want to use him tomorrow either. Um, so, like, who who are, who are the Cardinals pitching tomorrow? It's going to be like Jordan Montgomery and, like, you know, Steven that Matz. kind of stuff. Yeah, which is great because those are not guys who are accustomed to those situations and coming out of the pen. And to your point, Jack, also about the greatness of tomorrow, like, look, Nola, obviously, we all feel so great with October Nola. Shout out. After that last game, and, and to your point, really like September, he had some some moments, but like the bats didn't back him up, and it wasn't all on him. And he had his best September he's had in a long time, and all that. But I know I feel a whole hell of a lot better with Aaron Nola pitching in a non-elimination game for his first playoff start than you know fit pitching to close it out, rather than hey, if you lose, we're done. Like you know, I, I think it's a really nice spot for Nola, like just a touch of the pressure off where he can go out and really kind of you know pitch freely like he did in that last game now the interesting thing is i don't think that they trust eflin enough to come back uh the second day in a row like i just that's a big ask for a guy yeah. who, who, who doesn't just clo- do that a lot yeah well, well again he just closed his first game on monday night and now he's like is like is zach eflin the closer now like i just well he's never he's, pitched back-to-back days in his career prior to this bullpen stint you know <laughs> i know i know i know but the good part is is that uh robertson barely pitched alvarado barely pitched uh, they didn't use Sir Anthony at all. So, like, And tomorrow, you have Falter, who I, I, like, I trust coming in for a couple innings in a playoff game, like, without a doubt. Tomorrow is the night that you go you go for it. Like, you, I know, obviously, you want to go for it anyway. But, like, if it's the fifth inning and it's it's still, like, what, one nothing or whatever, um, tomorrow is the night that's like, all right, we got all these guys at our disposal. Like, we're keeping this at, at one run. We're giving our offense a chance. Um, so it, it, I feel really good about that heading into tomorrow. Like they are set up much better heading into tomorrow than the Cardinals are. Like the Cardinals don't have their closer. There's no way they're going to use Jordan Hicks again. That Palante guy stinks and looks like a knockoff, uh, a knockoff Miles Teller. Um, he does that, that kind of like a, um, almost like a, you know, a, that's a great call. Like if the nose were different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have like Gallegos can probably come back, but he's just a guy. Like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't yeah. worry me. Um, you know, obviously they can use some starters here and there. Flaherty is warming up today, so that was interesting. They'll probably use him if uh, if Nicholas can't give them spinnings tomorrow. But if you're looking for advantages and check marks, the Phils have the advantage heading into tomorrow night for sure. Yeah, and especially if who knows, like you know, it's crazy to think that you know we just talked about pitchers the Phillies could use tomorrow and didn't even mention Sir Anthony's name, and it's obvious why because he's been so bad and and has struggled so much in September. But like, he's also someone who if you know they can figure it out. Has the best stuff on the team outside of, you know, Wheeler or Nola or whatever. So, like, you know, it is a, an intriguing option there as well, depending on how the game plays out. All right, I want to fire a, a few quick hitters at you um, quickly. Um, and I won't, you don't even need to respond to this one, but obviously I think we all know Brandon Marsh cannot take that pitch, the 3-2 pitch in the eighth. That is unacceptable. Jack, how do you feel about the topper nickname officially being explained by Michael K and A-Rod? I don't know if you heard this because you were listening oh, I don't, to I, I don't yeah, care about yeah, topper anymore. Yeah, he's I the top. Care. Okay, good. good. So I, we moved I on. I gave in months ago. Okay, the Phils just won a playoff game. Good. I don't need to be bogged good. down good. in good. our little like stupid tricks. 
that like uh, you try to it's play good. with the Bring topper. Yep. Good. I love it. I love it. That's where we're at. You know, we don't need any more, you know, I almost cursed again. I almost said bull <laughs> BS. All right. I'm fired up right now, buddy. We don't need any more. We don't need. Hey, hey, hey. We don't need any more bits. We just got wins now. That, like, I, right. Like we've had to survive on bits for so long. It's It's weird to not have to do that it's freaking exciting it's all we ever wanted we, we started this pod with no bits in mind it was like hey let's talk phil's because literally that's how jack and i became friends in the worst days of the phillies when he was my intern at a another radio station that we won't talk about he and i talked baseball and talked phillies and we talked about the crappy phillies teams and how much we love the phillies and how much we wish they were better and and when jack left and i left jack kept in touch with me and texted me and like we became friends, and then I, you know, did what I could to help him get to WIP, and now we're here right now because of that. It's like it, it is literally like I am not joking in saying that the Philadelphia Philly. Obviously, I was about to say Philadelphia Phillies are the reason for the Ops podcast. Yeah, no, no crap. But like the Philadelphia Phillies are the reason Jack and I are friends. Like they're the reason that this pod is is a possibility that Jack and I work at WIP together. All that it's all because of our love of the Phillies and baseball. Like that's. It, it's pretty cool thinking about that now, like thinking about where we're at, Jack, after, you know, the journey we've taken together. After, I mean, after a single playoff win. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, like obviously you guys listen and you know we, you know, you could tell with our banter and we like each other. So, but like Jack's one of my best friends on the planet. Like I love him. Like I am going to make his kid call me uncle. Like it is what it is. Sorry, I'm an uncle. I call him Uncle Jack to Zoe. Like he's my freaking guy and like to be able to be here now talking to him and to like in this moment think about the journey that we took to get here and to like actually finally be able to talk about like a meaningful positive Phillies moment that is forever you know playoff wins and stuff like man it's 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 surreal I'm just I'm really happy today man like I was happy going in I was happy all day I was excited I wasn't even that nervous I never didn't think they were gonna win until they were down to nothing and then I'm obviously like everyone else but like um I always thought we'd be sitting here talking to each other about a win and it happened so much cooler than I expected it to buddy you know dude I think it happened in the coolest way possible yes like, yes like if you want to talk about first off on the road makes it that wow. No, no. Yes, it does. I know what you're saying. Like, and, and we need games at Citizen Bank Park. But a winning to get home is awesome, and b getting to watch those Cardinals fans leaving the top of the ninth was worth all of it. I know, but also imagine the reaction when Segura walks them off. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. It would have been better. It's not like it would have been better at Citizens Bank Park, but I'm I'm very happy with the way it played out. But you're right. It, everything would have been better at the bank. It just is right. what it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is what it is. But you know, again, about you know, as as happy as it could be not at the bank is probably yeah. The best way well, it, well you know? and and it's honestly, it's just the guys, man. Like. I am so freaking happy for Gene Segura. Me too. I am so happy for that guy who plays the game with like he's such a happiness and um and, and just loves playing. And I think him and Stott, I think Stott has almost rejuvenated Segura's like love for baseball. Um, you know, him being able to do that, Stott being able to do that, the Sosa slide. Um, I, I know Reese got out twice in the inning, but whatever. Um, you know, even Harper getting the big walk in that moment. Like, it, 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 there's these are our guys having their moments. And, you know, we talk about the history of the Phillies. We talk about what this last 11 years has, has felt like, you know. It was easy to be a Phils fan in, in 2011, you know. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was a Phils fan. No one was like, you know, uh, everyone was all in. It was, a, it was a party of the summer. They lost. And 
you know, at you and I, funny enough, like we started talking uh, baseball right around the, the Hamels trade in 15. Yep. I mean, that's how far back we go yep. when, when talking about Phil's baseball. And the fact that we've got we've come from the, the Hamels trade, which no player is still here. Um, but, you know, 17, you know, Hoskins comes up and, and we start seeing these guys and, and the disappointing September's the last couple of years. And. And then to all get that moment today and, and just I, I think they feel how behind the, uh, you know, behind they are behind the, the city is behind them. Yeah. Um, I think that's 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 got to feel great for these guys. You know, Schwarber had a quote a couple of days ago about like we've heard I've seen the videos. I know what the bank can be like when we are going and I want that back. And today was one of those wins where it's like. You're you're winning this fan base back that has just been dormant for so freaking long. Like it, like I saw people tweeting and talking about baseball today that I didn't even know like like totally, the totally, dude. And it, dormant love, and dying for this. Yeah, and I just I love that that happened. It was the perfect kind of game to get everyone back in. Now you got to go win tomorrow. Of you course, gotta, that, gotta, that's the thing. Like, right. Like we talk about having new highlights and all that. Like these highlights lose, like they're it's fun. They lose their meaning. If you don't win the series, like obviously you close us out. Now you have the momentum. The Cardinals don't feel great about themselves. Their fans now are creating doubt. They lost their closer, whatever. It's like, going to be tight there tomorrow night for them. I mean, like that ballpark, the fans butts are going to be clenched, dude. You know, they are. I wonder if there's any way that they try to do the Wainwright legacy game in game two. Like, I think Wainwright's, you know, whatever. I respect what he's done, but is he for the crowd? Seven? You mean type of thing? Like, I mean, I look, Nicholas is their best pitcher. He should have, and Quintana was great today, but Nicholas is their best pitcher. He probably should have started game one. So, yeah. Like, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm I'm sending my best dude out there. But I get it. Like, I think it could change the the clubhouse type of thing, or change the uh, atmosphere there, because I really do think. After today, after walking out on the game, like I think it's going to be tight there tomorrow. I think they're going to be more nervous than excited. Dude, it's insane that they have played 56 playoff games since the last time the Phillies right? played Right? How crazy was that? How crazy was that? And it's such a good – I'm happy you brought up because we're talking about like the time between. And I heard so many and, – and by the way, you mentioned Segura. You know, let's get the number out there. 1,328 baseball games played in the major leagues without getting to the playoffs. Like – like, what a freaking moment today for that guy. But, like, for us, to your point, man, like, you know, we had so many people calling in today to WIP and, and talking about, like, you know, my kid was one when they were in the playoffs last time, and now I'm going to watch a playoff game with my 11-year-old, my 12-year-old. Like, you know, my daughter was five. Like, she's 16. She loves the Phillies. Like, one guy called who's going up to, to his daughter's college in Boston because she she's, like, 18 now, and she was, like, seven when at before, and she's a monster Phillies fan. He's going up there to take her to a bar and watch the games together, and it was like... Like, that stuff's magical, dude. And that's what sports are about. It's the generational connection. It's the family of it all. You know, like, I've said this, and you know I always say this stuff, but it's so true. It's like, you know, my dad was a Phillies fan. My grandfather was a Phillies fan. It's always going to be a Phillies fan. Her kids will be Phillies fans. Like, this is, like, our lives. And to be a Phillies fan, uh, to be a baseball fan, is such a commitment. Like, you know, you're an Eagles fan, and this is not to me the Eagles. You know, obviously I love the birds, but, like, it's it's now 16 and now 17 Sundays a year. And if you're lucky, you get a few more. And like, yeah, you talk about them and think about them. But like, this is a, 
162 three to four hour commitments a year, dude. Like this is like, you have to love this. You have to care about it. You have to like get something from it as a human, like to be able to like feel like it's all worth it. And, and the last 11 years we've gotten so like, we've gotten moments and we've had fun. And, and honestly, like, thank God for this podcast. Cause I honestly don't think I could have gotten through it without you to talk to about it and without this, you know, knowing there were these other disease fans who were in as much pain about it and all that and want it as bad as we do. And, and the, the high hopes were there cause of that. But like, man, to just think about, what's happened since the last time we got to experience this? How many people like are, how many people's lives are completely different? How many people don't remember it before and will remember it now and it'd be meaningful with their parents and this and that. Like, it's just, I like it, it, that's the, what like I think is impossible for us to convey. And it's the only thing I'm trying to convey this whole time is just how bleeping meaningful this is, man. You know, like it's, it's, it's just, it was a special day today, man. Like for, especially your point, I think it's the, the single best thing that was said this whole podcast that you said earlier for us to wait 11 years and the whole thing and to get that today, like it was all worth it. Like that was magic today. It was. And, and that's a game that we'll never forget. And I think that I talked to a lot of people, you know, I talked to college kids, you know, kids just out of college. And it's just like, yeah, I was like eight in yeah. 2011. <laughs> it's like wild. And, and they're like, wow, I haven't seen a big game in a while. Like, that's what makes baseball such a special, special sport is, is playoff baseball and moments like that. And, man, it's just it, – it, I'm just so happy. Like, I have, I have nothing else. Like, well, obviously I have other stuff to say, but, like, I just – I can't express to you how happy that made me today and how it, – like, it, it was so classic. It was like – Oh, I feel terrible. This is like the biggest thing. Like, I, I, I can't believe I waited 11 years and they're going to go out and, and lay a stinker to like, oh, my God, we might have something here, you know? Um, like maybe that was the – maybe today was the ball off of uh, Keanu Neal's knee. Or maybe today was the – Oh, the, I love that. The Julio Jones not catching the end zone. Yeah. Like, or the Trent Grisham misplay that led to the Nationals, you know, going on their run. Um, like these things happen. And, and I and, – Baseball teams get hot, and I, I don't want people to just, you know, look at tonight's game like, ah, oh, it was kind of fluky, whatever. Like, you know, like when you win those kind of games, special things start happening, and teams start believing. And I know the one through five was brutal today, but also they were the guys late. They were putting up some big at-bats to extend that game. Mm-hmm. And I hope that tomorrow they come out and they're more ready to go. Um, but – that's a game that I keep harping on this, that you can just look back on and believe and believe that you can come back from anything. And when you believe in something like that, it can lead to some magical things. And damn it. What a, like what a afternoon, like what an afternoon four hours of stress. Well spent. Yeah, well, it's funny because I was joking with Emily because at like 4.55, 4.50 or so, I was like getting my mic and getting the computer ready and being like, all right, well, you know, get ready to record a a lost pod. You know, it's a bummer, but, you know, we're going to record, so let me set up or whatever. They're going to go out sad, you know. Well, exactly. And then then 45 minutes later or whatever, they're up 6-2, and it's just like, Holy crap. Like I thought the game was over like 45 minutes ago. 
and and now we're sitting here and I and I'm setting up to record a victory pod, a a like magical victory pod. Like it Jack, I'm so with you. Like today and again, you know, it's actually kinda wild to think about that, you know, we we talked about it and obviously you know, coincidental and all that, but like the synchronicity of 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 it actually being on the same freaking day on October seventh, eleven years ago, that that one nothing Chris Carpenter game happened. For it to be eleven years to the day, and for it to play out like it did today, is like again, like you know, if you believe in signs or you believe in magic or you believe in whatever, like it's hard to hard to deny that one. You know, it's like wow. Um, all right. Um, last thing I got for you, and and I'm sure you didn't hear it because you were listening to to the radio broadcast, and you're so lucky. I, I tweeted, and I fully believe that they the did you listen to any of the the ESPN broad by the way? Or no. You, so what I did was because the radio is delayed, and I I can't deal with delays, so I don't. Me like too. Me, it up. Well, that's I mean, I str- I would do the radio in a second, but I stream, and thus I can't pause and sync it up, so I don't even have a choice. You know. No, Otherwise, so I would do it in did, a second. What I did was I brought my Alexa into the living room, and I just had WIP on, and I would say, Alexa, unmute. And ah, for to hear the call after. That's really clever, right. Jack. Okay, so then you know that the field mics were Dude, like, I listened to the whole freaking game. It was awful. Yeah. Like, it was one of the worst the, the, broadcasts I, I tweeted, life. and I really believe, like, they should have just turned their turned K and A-Rod's mics off and let the field mics go. Because the field mics were insanely loud, and I'd rather just hear the sounds of the game. But the guys talking. Dude, how did, they work, how did they work the Yankees into every single thing oh my god and also it was like the first like eventually they got around to like talking about the Phillies but like the first five innings were like a literal Cardinals love fest like at multiple times Michael K was like what a treat for baseball fans like you and me to be here in baseball heaven watching a playoff it's like screw you dude like and by the way like not to you know Look, I'm not a take shots at anyone, whatever. But, like, how is Michael K where he's at in life? Like, he's horrible. I'm sorry. He is a terrible broadcaster. Like, he is so boring and has nothing to say and has no dynamic feel to the calls. Like, it's like a big, oh, see ya, all right. Like, there's nothing. Like, talk going back to that ultimate montage we played today, and, like, I know this is an unfair comparison to anyone, but, like, you hear Harry and you hear the freaking power. His voice. Well, he's like, a, and it's long You know, like, it's like, it's like, and I know it's an unfair comparison to anyone, but I'm talking about, it's like, you hear Kay and it's like, like, you're like, hot, like, Fransky is light years, light years. And Fransky's great, but he's light years better than Kay. But, but regardless. He's a home broadcaster. Yeah, uh, which is unbelievable. Like, but um, I will say the, uh, I did think one thing that was cool was when A-Rod shouted out the Philly fans. Like, and I'm, you know, sure he was panicking, but he did talk about in 09 how he was like, Kind of never felt anything like that coming to that stadium in 09. Like, those fans are freaking wild. And he's right. When the Phillies are good and we're seeing it now and everyone's back on it, like, Phillies fans are the best fans out there. Like, the most intense, the most fun, the most into it. Like, and they get the game. Like, the Bre- I'll, I'll never, none of us will. The Brett Myers walk is the all, like, just put that on a little reel or whatever for anyone who wants to talk about Philly fans. Be like, just watch this. Like, yeah, we're the best. Like, who else does that? Um... So, you know, whatever. But um, I did appreciate that. And also, in case you missed it, did you hear the David Robertson thing? Because I can't go to the take bag without, like, bringing up the David Robertson thing that A-Rod brought up. Did you hear this? Was well, it about how he's the longest stride in the league? Or no, he said, else? well, it was part of that. I think he said that. But then he said he's the most flexible person he has ever known and that he could have been a gymnast. He's so flexible. Like, what? 
<laughs> cool. Like, what a weird thing to say. Interesting, but and I'm sure it makes sense with the stride. Like, it is. Yeah, you, know, you got to be yeah. flexible. So, but it was like Falter, a. We got really straight. Yeah, we got and and Robertson. No one, anyway, no one's better at striding than the Phillies. It was such a strange comment. All right, uh, take bag or playoff bag or whatever you got. Uh, my first take bag is uh, can that we call it the playoff that bag. Wore... Real quick, real quick. Real, okay. Can we call it the playoff take bag? I mean, uh, sure. I feel for, like for, we've for, never done this before. Let's call it the playoff take bag. Like, why the, not? The big, the big game take bag. Let, oh, <laughs> like big game James. I hope not. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Well, he was a loser. Um, I know. My first, my, my first take in the take bag is that everything that you wore in 2011, including me, was just bad. It was a bad look. Yeah. Like, style in 2011 wasn't great. It was a bit corny. We are we are much better uh, as a people today, you know, dressing wise. Uh, there's so many throwback photos the last couple of days of like, oh, this is what I look like in 2011. It's a great take, Jay. Yeah, it's like it's really know, we take. we've come a long way. I, I will say that, um, dude. I know he ended up helping us late. Well, first off, okay, like one of the worst umpire games I've seen in my oh, life. Oh, so thank you. I missed it on my notes. I knew I missed one thing, and I was just looking through my notes to be like, did I miss something? What a horrendous job that guy did. Like, and yes, he was horrendous on both sides. So, you know, I, I asked for consistency above all. So, like, okay, he was a disaster. And it influenced the game. Like, that start at bat felt different. Like, I felt like he batted differently because he couldn't trust a strike zone. Like, it influenced the game. He was really bad. He was. Um, and, and, and all of a sudden, in the ninth inning, he got tight. Like, like, I know had- uh, that, that Eflin bitch was a strike. I was like, I literally jumped up and was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah, he was bad. He, he was, he was definitely bad. Um, what do you think about veering over Cassianos tomorrow in right field? I think I would absolutely do it. At, like, on, on, honestly, honestly, right he's just a better hitter now. Like who? Just right, point blank, who do you trust more in a big spot, Matt Verlier or Nick Cassianos? Don't answer. We all know the answer. Like, look, I'm, you know, this this crushes my soul. I have to say this, like of all people, you know, but like I, don't, I know they won't do it. Like, but I would absolutely play Verling over Cassianos, and I would absolutely trust Ca- Verling in a big spot over Cassianos. And that's such a like kind of a bad spot to be in, but I don't know how you couldn't feel it in watching them. Like Cassianos is still swinging over like sliders and on the outside corner. It's like, come on, man. Um, I know he hit the <laughs> ball hard today. He hit the ball hard. That was great. That was awesome. And his defense like wasn't atrocious, but like this is a must-win game tomorrow. We have Nola on the mound. I just would rather have a surefire, better option in right field. I have an outfield defense of Veerling, Marsh, Schwarber. I have an infield defense of. Boom, who might be a better defensive player than Arenado. I, I think we can. <laughs> Certainly was today, Jack. We can, I mean, we can evidence, you know, recency bias. I don't know, but, you know. Yeah, we can officially put that one to bed. And then, you know, you have Boom, Stott, Segura, uh, Hoskins. Like, tomorrow's a game that you got to win. I want my best, my best defensive players out there. And maybe if you bench them, then that gets them going. Uh, that's it's another good so. point. No, yeah. it's another good point. Yeah, I'm with you. And look, anything you can try and do, because he's definitely just hasn't been the guy you wanted him to be. And it, and it is a shame because he really does, as I mentioned, I think last pod, where he does have a unique opportunity in front of him. Like, if he can find a way to, to have playoff moments and come through in spots and do things for this team, like, he could start fresh next year. Like, people will let the, the regular season struggle slide. They will give him a chance if he can come through here. So it, it really is a big spot for him. All right, you got anything else, Fritzy? Do we uh, officially, you know, uh, put to bed the cameraman in 2011 for the cameraman today making up for it with the Arenado home run? Is that 
the, oh, the, the Arenado, I, I really like that. I agree. Yes, no doubt. And also, again, you know, shout out to the wind for being on the Philly side. We, we needed, you know, it's been 11 years. We needed every element and every, you know, unseen force in nature on our side. And the wind came through in a big way. Yep. And uh, last thing, um, I thought the Wheeler shutdown inning when they didn't score off the Alec Bohm, uh double was one of the turning points of the game, too, because like. We watched the Phils last month, and it's like, okay, here comes an obvious score uh, by the opposing team, and Wheeler going out and dominating. And honestly, like, Wheeler's start at today is going to be forgotten about, but Wheeler's first post was awesome. going out and doing that, just absolutely shoving, um, was, was refreshing to see and makes me feel even better about hopefully, hopefully future postseason starts by him. Yeah, and how about it, Jack? Tomorrow, finally. Since the start of this pod, the the longest running bit officially comes to a close. Playoff Nola happens tomorrow. We will see. I it. thought you were gonna say they they're flying in Altair to play right field, but <laughs> I mean, if I really get Nick Pavetta, where's he at? You know? No, I think I think big game Nola was was pre Pavetta. I think Altair was. My no, first. it was no yeah. Altair was, but 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 playoff Nola is the longest running because Altair obviously we've talked about in a while, Jack. Dude, if Nola goes shove city tomorrow oh, and closes if, it out, if, if like, we are recording an emergency happy high hopes after the Phils take a postseason series on the road in St. in St. Louis at like twelve o'clock tomorrow night, I they, you won't find a happier person in people in the entire world than you and I and and the rest of everyone else out there. I mean, be able to do that. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing no, it. No, yeah, not, let's let's slow it yeah. down. Let's slow it down. It's the dream. I'm let's slow it down. Yep. Here here's yep. what we'll say. Hopefully we record at like midnight tomorrow night. There's a chance we record oh, Sunday we'll record morning. Anyway, well, but. I know that's what I'm saying. There's a chance we record Sunday morning. Maybe let's hope because if certain things happen, there is no doubt we're recording at midnight tomorrow night or twelve thirty or whatever it is. So let's all hope that we're all talking late night tomorrow night because that is a lock if things happen. All right, um, you got anything else, buddy? Treasure this. It doesn't happen very often, as we well know. It's been again eleven years. Um, Treasure this special moment. Shout out to Gene. Shout out to the Phils. And it's time to ride this wave and, and see if we can do a little damage. So, uh, But, again, 11 years today made it all worth it. It was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a day. Already can't wait. I'm already nervous for 11.37. Me too, man. So. Me too. Me oh, too. and if you want to hear bonus, James and I listen to us one to four. Yes. On yes. It's spo- so inside baseball again. It's supposed to be Go Birds for the first two hours and then High Hopes Radio for the last hour. It's going to be High Hopes Radio. Like, we'll talk Eagles, but, like, go Phillies. Like, we're not going to have that game last night and not talk about it. So It's pretty insane that, it's pretty insane that football's dead in Philadelphia. Like, it's, it's, it's really good to get <laughs> the us four, back the to four our The 4-0 Eagles. Um, call Dude, us. By cares? the way, seriously, like, call us. If you, if you listen to the pod and you love us, and, and you're not, you know, that's not I didn't mean love us. Love the pod. And you never get a chance to, like, really talk to us. Like, call us. We're going to be there 1-4 to four tomorrow. Like, call us and talk, Phils. We would absolutely love if High Hopes people call in. That'd be really cool. Because Jack and I, you know, sadly, don't get enough time to talk on the radio together. So, um, so call us. That'd be really cool. A hundred percent. Oh, I love it. I what love a fun it. day. All right. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully we're recording a clinching pod. Either way, to your point, today was a special, special, special day for us. And um, to Jack's point, don't take it for granted. You know, we know how, how rare this comes along. Like, today was awesome. Enjoy it. Like, you know, revel in it. And uh, and tomorrow it's back to work. And uh, And we'll be back. 
because the Phillies are playing playoff baseball again tomorrow. He's Fred some seltzer.